Welcome to Redefining Balance for Working Moms podcast, where we believe life balance is possible. Uh, Yes, even for you. You might just have to redefine what it looks like for yourself. I'm your host, fellow working mom and founder of Your Life Rocks, Jenny Stemmerman. Each week, I'll bring you practical, real-life tips to help you focus on the things that matter most in life and be the best version of yourself in every area that God has called you to. Ready to redefine what balance looks like for you and your life? Let's go. Hey there, welcome to the show. I am so glad that you're here to hang out with me today. Today, we have a special episode with a special guest all about helping you figure out chores and your kids. Now, this is a topic I have been wanting to have on the show for so stinking long. But, you know, it's really hard to find just the right voice, someone who has that Christian perspective, but also speaks to working moms. And honestly, I found a lot of them that were men. (laughs) And I thought, oh my goodness, I've never had a man on the show before. Maybe it's time. But then I thought, no, there's got to be a woman. And so I just prayed about it. And this woman, ended up in my email box. And I was like, oh my goodness, God is so good for bringing me just the right person. So today we are diving into all of the things chores. And whether your kids are really, really small or they're older like mine are, mine are 11 and 15, you are going to get a lot from this episode. But before we jump into that, I want to remind you of some free resources that are available to you as a working mom looking to create more balance in your life and really tips to help you grow and inspiration to grow in everything that God has called you to. Number one, did you know that we have a free app in the App Store? Absolutely, you can go and get it. It's called Your Life Rocks, plain and simple. And inside there, you're not only gonna find all of our podcasts from the Redefining Balance, but in there, you're also gonna find our free course, Weekly Success Planning, our Weekly Success Planning Checklist, which makes your weekly planning so much easier. Plus in there, you're also going to find our free lifestyle guide. Now, this is a seasonal guide that gives you tips and inspiration to grow in all eight areas of life. And all of that is completely free right inside the app. Inside the app, you'll also find resources for our Life Balance members. And so if you are a Life Balance member, make sure you have that app so that you can get some of that information. But of course, all of our other membership information can be found at yourliferocks.com. Just log in, same login credentials in the app or on the website, and you'll have access to all of our courses, all of our resources, and so much more. Now, inside of Life Balance Membership right now, we are currently redoing our Life Balance course week by week. This last week was career. Before that, we focused in on parenting, and a lot of the things that we're going to be talking about in this episode really tie into that parenting piece that we did just a couple weeks ago. And next week is all about managing your home, which also fits into what we're talking about today. So it really is a perfect time to be talking about all things chores. Now, if you're looking for additional parenting resources or home resources, you can also go over to our YouTube channel. And there we have everything broken out into playlists based on the eight different areas of life. So you're going to find a playlist in there for faith, marriage, parenting, home, health, career, finances, and friends and fun and have a ton of not only all of the episodes of Redefining Balance in Your Life Rocks podcast, but additional videos with myself or other guest experts really helping you navigate all of those different areas that you're walking through in life. So you can find that by going to yourliferocks.com forward slash YouTube. Super simple and easy. So today, as we are talking about chores and your kids and managing your house, we have Ashley 
Bufa with us today, and she is a mother of 10 kids. <laughs> uh-huh, 10 kids. She also is a business owner and a dedicated non-perfectionist home systems extraordinaire. So I'm super excited that she is the one who I found, or more likely that God brought her to me to have this kind of a conversation. And the thing I love about her is that she is passionate about teaching overwhelmed moms how to transition themselves from that martyr mindset, you know, like I have to do everything in this house. No one helps me. I have to do it all to really being confident and capable and respected as your home's CEO. Now, like I've always said, taking care of the house is the mom's responsibility, but that doesn't mean that as the mom, we're doing all of the work. The CEO doesn't do all the work, so neither should you because you are the CEO of your house. Ashley is the founder of thefreedommoms.com where you can find a ton of additional resources and we will link to that down below. But I know you're gonna like this conversation with Ashley because not only are we talking about chores, but we're really talking about raising our kids to be good, sound, solid human beings that can thrive in their life. And chores are just kind of a small part of that, but really an anchor. So without further ado, let's get into my interview with Ashley. Ashley, welcome to the Redefining Balance podcast. I am beyond excited that you're here today to talk about chores. I was just telling you, I've been wanting to do this episode for a really, really, really long time, but it's hard to find just that right voice to kind of share this from a, a Christian perspective, a mom perspective, and and really in a, a very experienced perspective. And so I'm so glad that I found you. So share with our listeners a little bit more about who you are. Okay. Thanks for having me, first of all. So I am Ashley. I have been married now for almost 20 years and I have 10 children. They uh, range in age from... Amazing. <laughs> Sometimes I, I still am shocked by that number. It doesn't necessarily <laughs> feel real. Um, but yeah, so there's 10 of them and my oldest will be turning 18 in November and my youngest is eight months old. There's eight boys and two girls sandwiched right in the middle. And it's taken a while. It's taken probably close to a decade to really hit our stride with with doing life well with each other. But we've hit the point now where things really feel a lot easier. And I guess that's why I'm still shocked by the number 10, because it doesn't really feel like that. You know, we have a we have a good routine down and everybody knows their place in the family and we all work well together. So <laughs> that's amazing. That's amazing. You know, it's interesting, you know, when you hear about people who have big families. Well, I hear a couple different things from people who have big families. Number one is that once you get to a certain number, it's like it doesn't one more, you know, like it, it's you don't even really notice because you have your that routines and you have your systems. What number was that for you that you were like, <laughs> just keep at like, we could do 10 more. It doesn't matter. Let's see. It was probably around number six or seven, I would say. At that point, we had the infrastructure set up. So just folding extras in was no big deal. <laughs> Which sounds, that sounds really weird. But I mean, it's true. At that point, we had systems in place and we knew how to do babies really well, right? So just folding another one in is just, at that point, it's honestly just joy and really no downside. 
you know, now folding like a three or four year old in, that's a different story because that's just hard. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, if you get them at the baby stage, that's just fun stuff. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Was there ever like when you got to a point where you're like, okay, no more. And then more came or was that like after the 10, you were like, no more. (laughs) I honestly, I haven't, I have not hit that spot. We, um, my number eight and my number nine or are just a year and six days apart. So after number nine came, we were like, you know what, let's take a breather for a while here just because, you know, just give my body a break. But we always, I always knew that I was not stopping on number nine because that's a ridiculous place to stop. Like, why would you stop at nine when you could go to 10? <laughs> <laughs> I love the the goal, like focused achievement attitude in that. That's yeah. fantastic. That's fantastic. <laughs> wow. 10 kids. So, and I've heard you say the word system so many different times in that, yeah. which I think is so important. So let me ask you this, with working and having 10 kids and all of the things that you do, what does balance look like for you? So it's more about what balance doesn't look like to me. At this point, I've gotten to the point where I know if I'm starting to get out of balance because I might start getting snippy with the kids or my husband. I might start, I have a a physical stress response where my chest up near my neck, like my upper chest area starts to break out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So like if, if I start noticing those things where I'm feeling snippy, I'm getting, uh, you know, my physical stress response. I'm feeling like I'm always rushing to the next thing. I know, okay, I need to pull back. I'm not in balance right now. Whereas when I am in balance, it's not even like, like everything just works right. You know, it's like where you're having a really good day and everything's falling into place. That's my balance spot. And honestly, more times than not, that's where I am. These last couple of weeks have been out of balance, but it's really not anything I control, um, can control my father-in-law's, um, in the ICU with COVID. Um, so so that's kind of thrown everything out, but you know, it's kind of like, this is a season. It's not something that I can really adjust my life to accommodate a more balanced life. And I think that's what balance is too, right? Knowing when you can fix it and when you can't, and you just have to go through it. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I know for me, when, something like that happens. It's like a total curveball. Like life just mm-hmm. happens when it's something that you can't control. I'm so thankful that I have the systems for when life wasn't that way. You know what I mean? When yeah. I, where I could kind of work out like this day-to-day balance when everything's clicking, because then when life does throw a curveball, I feel like it doesn't knock me as far off yes. as it would had I not had those systems. Exactly. And that, that to me is true balance. When life can throw you a curveball but you can still keep maintaining a level of structure for your family, structure and stability for your family. And then that in turn, I think helps us as moms also not just completely, you know, go off the deep end because we have that in place and we can fall back on it and things continue to get done. Even if, even if our bodies are feeling stressed out because of the circumstances, at least everything else isn't falling apart too. (laughs) Yeah, exactly, exactly. And one of the things that you just said there that I think is really important to recognize is that when we think about the systems, we think about balance, it goes far beyond just ourselves, but also to our family and the kids and having that stability. I love that you use that word because for me, when we have systems in place, it gives our kids stability, which we know from so much research is important for them in their development and learning and mental health, emotional health, all of those great things. And, And I feel like, 
having chores, which is what we're going to be talking about today, is a huge part of that stability and system. So talk to us a little bit about why chores for our kids are is such an important thing that we that we kind of build in there for them, for their systems. Yes, there, there are so many reasons, honestly. Like we could literally do a podcast episode just on why it's important. <laughs> um, but let's see. I mean, I'm just going to start naming off some of the reasons. Um, there's a recent Harvard study that showed that the children who do chores as children they grow up to be more successful adults. So, you know, I think the the work ethic is the obvious one, right? You start teaching children how to develop a strong work ethic as young children. But also I think it's unbelievably important for children to understand that they are important to the family unit and making it run. Like they're not just freeloaders who are along <laughs> for the ride, right? They mm-hmm. actually, they have a place in the home and if they're not pulling their weight, then the whole family suffers. And that is an important lesson for them to learn as children so that they understand when they're adults, <laughs> the responsibility to their families then, right? I think that's a big part of why we see so many boomerang kids, you know, just always having to go back to their parents to move back in or to get financial support. I know, oh my gosh, so, so, so many people that you would considered to be adults, you know, in their thirties and forties who are being subsidized by their parents, you know, monetarily. Yeah. And, you know, so I feel like it's so important for children to learn that responsibility when they're young, how they fit into the family, how it's important for them to be contributors instead of consumers, basically. It's also important that our children learn their, I mean, chores are life skills, right? Because otherwise you're sending your children out into the world, praying they don't come back, but you send them out into the world and they don't know how to do the basics. And so they end up having to call you or YouTube it. And whereas they could have a much smoother transition, you know, just going from your home to their own home one day, and they already know how to do all of those things. And, you know, I, (laughs) my mother, bless her heart, she tried super hard (laughs) to teach me how to do chores. But I was just one of those really annoying, ornery children that was like, oh no, mother, I don't need to learn how to do this. I actually told my mom when I was 13 years old that I didn't need to learn how to scrub out a shower because I still cannot believe that I said this because I was going to grow up and marry a rich man and have a living maid. Oh my Um, goodness. My youngest son, that's his, he's like, well, but if I'm, if I'm rich and I can hire someone to do it, right. I'm like, where did you learn this? (laughs) Yes, I know. So it's like, I I still can't believe this, but I, so I married young and I mean, we did not have two dimes to rub together when we were married. And I called my mother one night because I was trying to get my floor clean and I kept, you know, I would mop it. And then I'd put on a pair of socks and walk around and my socks were dirty. So I called my mom one night. I was like, mom, can you tell me what the secret is? My floor is just not getting clean. And she started laughing really hard. And once she could speak, she said, I have been waiting for this day since you were 13 years old. And then she said, you need to ask your maid how to do it. And then she hung up on me. (laughs) (laughs) I love your mom. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. Right. I mean, like, you know, and she did everything she could that it was on me. Right. But if I had not been such a pain in the rear end, I would have known on my own how to do that. And so many other things. I remember struggling so hard, especially when I had a bunch of little ones trying to run a home And it was just a skill that I didn't have. And it was so hard, like trying to figure out how to work all of the pieces together and 
maintain my sanity. And it's like, if we can give our children the gift of already, you know, going through that learning curve, that's, that's a tremendous gift. And like, sanity saver when they're in the throes of young parenthood, you know, I mean, that can save some, some mental health right there. Um, just not feeling like you're failing at, you know, running a home in the midst of having all of these little people who are so, so needy, um, when they're all young. So yeah, yeah, those are, those are the most important reasons that I can think of for why chores are important. Love it. You know what? And you know, by some, round of luck. Our kids do end up being so wealthy that they just, you know, employ people to do all of this for them and they don't need to know. But I think that these skills go beyond just taking care of their own house. I mean, when you were talking about being a contributor and not always a taker, that's like an important skill just for society, for marriage, for relationships, the workplace, like everything that they do, if they can approach it with, I'm here to contribute, not just take, it's a whole mindset shift. Yes. And I mean, think about it too, like even in terms of like the church that they attend, you know, yes. I mean, that's what, that's a big problem in the church. There's never enough volunteers, right? Mm-hmm. To make things happen. And so if we are raising our children with that builder mindset, like I'm here to help, what can I do? That bleeds, you know, it's, it's obviously best for their home, but then it's best for their church. It's best for their neighborhood. It's best for society in general. What can I build and what can I create and what can I help with instead of what's in it for me. It's a huge, huge mindset shift that, I mean, that right there can change the world. So chores can change the world. (laughs) I love, I love that. Chores can change the world. And I Mm -hmm. so absolutely agree. Now, when do we start with our kids with this? Because obviously I think we all want, like, especially after everything that you just said, I think we're all like totally bought (laughs) in now to chores. But when do we start with kids? At what age and what type of things do we do we want to start with our kids so that they can not just like get the task done? Because I think that that's Mm -hmm. an important differentiator too, is when they're doing chores, are we approaching it of a just mark it off and get it done? Or are we actually teaching them some of these skills? Yeah, so... A lot of the time I recommend starting chores around the age of like two to three. And those aren't like the, you know, heavy duty stuff. But if if you've noticed children around that age want to help desperately, like they just, they think it's fun and they want to do it. And there are actually jobs that you can give them where they actually are helping and making a difference. Moving the needle forward is a term that I use a lot in my programs. But just for instance, if you give a two or three-year-old a damp washcloth and show them where to wipe on the cabinets, the lower cabinets while you're cooking dinner. They're in the kitchen with you. They are actually helping. You know, they may not, they're not going to get it all, obviously, but it'll be cleaner than it was if it was waiting for you to do it. Ah, (laughs) Um, The same thing goes for baseboards. You know, toddlers love baseboards. They absolutely love them. And that means I don't have to bend down and do it myself. Also, just like wiping off appliances and you know, the outside of the trash can, so much can be accomplished just with a damp rag and a determined toddler. As far as, you know, that cleaning stuff that you don't think, oh, well, it's not a toilet and it's not like cleaning out and reorganizing the refrigerator. It's not mopping the floors, So it's not a big deal, but it actually is because that stuff, you know, it really, it starts to add up. And that's the stuff that too, that can make a house look dingy if that stuff isn't done. So getting, recruiting your toddlers for those types of jobs, and they absolutely love it. Like um, my, my four-year-old does that now. Every time I'm in the kitchen cooking, he asks for his rag and he just goes to town and starts wiping stuff down. And some of it, you know, didn't really need to be done, but 
it's keeping him entertained and out of trouble. <laughs> it's a big difference, you know? And obviously, you know, you want to start teaching your kids to pick up their toys and keep their space tidy as, as early as they actually understand doing it. But I found that really the sweet spot where kids can really start, you know, really, really helping and you get them involved in the whole system is going to be around six years old, five to six years old, depending on maturity levels. And that's really in our home where we start assigning, you know, the chores that are actually helping mom on a daily basis. Um, for instance, the six-year-old age is where I have I have my six-year-old unload the dishwasher in the morning and put the hand wash dishes away. And, you know, you're thinking, well, my kid can't reach the cabinets. Well, yes, he can. He can climb <laughs> or get a stool. <laughs> um, I always, you know, I, I have them do that and they get up on the counter and they put the cups and the dishes away. And then when they get down, I just have them spray a, a, you know, mild disinfectant and wipe it off. And it's like, it's not a big deal. They thought it was fun because they're standing on the counter. And I think it's fun because I didn't have to unload the dishwasher, you know, right? so, that type of thing. And, but yeah, about six years old is when we really introduce them to the structure of daily chores. And from there, you know, it's just kind of, um, they graduate through the ranks and by the time they're 18 and ready to leave, they know how to do everything, including change the oil of the car. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing to be able to teach them all of those different life skills. Now, one of the things that I wanted to chat with you a little bit about, because this is where I think some of the struggle comes into play when we start thinking more of like the big picture, right? Not just mm -hmm. your kids are there to help you get stuff done, which sometimes I fall into that trap of like, I, I'm, I need to clean everything and I can't do it all by myself. Right. So you need to help me right. get it done. But talk to us a little bit about that focus of taking care of their own things and learning that personal responsibility of, you know, just making their bed, cleaning their room, keeping their things taken care of and picked up versus things that are more contributing to the family, like the dishes or wiping down the kitchen counters, things like that. So in our home, because we have a gazillion kids, nobody has their own bedroom. <laughs> you know, we all, <laughs> we all share space here, but you know, everybody does have their own bed. So Honestly, though, the the bedrooms are not, they sleep there. They don't play there. We keep toys in a different spot. So there is, we spend about five minutes every day after breakfast. We go upstairs and everybody, you know, straightens their, their bed, makes sure that their clothes are in the hamper. And But because it's something that we do every single day for five minutes, it never gets to be more than a five-minute job. It's just something that stays clean and they don't, they don't play there. So it's, it only has to be done once a day. So there isn't a lot of personal space. We do have, because we homeschool, I bought a big block of lockers off of Craigslist and painted them a matte black color so that it fits with my decor. <laughs> um, so each child has their own locker and, you know, they have their bed and a little, um, a little box to keep in their room for like their little treasures that they want to hold on to. But in terms of you know, they have their drawers. But other than that, there's not a whole lot of personal personal space, I guess is what I want to say. It's more of this is our home and we keep it clean. And this is our room and we keep it clean. You know, they trade off as far as vacuuming their room and sweeping. Um, we have hardwood floors with rugs. They kind of trade off on that. And, you know, bathroom spaces too. But the bigger focus in our home really is on this is our home. We are a team. We're going to do it together because if you don't have that family focus, a lot of times it turns into, oh, well, that's not my mess or, oh, well, I, I didn't, 
I didn't spill that. So I'm exempt from having to clean it up. And that's really not the attitude we want to have because as parents, you know, I can't say that. I can't say, well, I didn't wear all of these sets of clothes. I'm just going to wash my own clothes. Can you imagine nothing would ever get done? (laughs) Nothing would ever get done. And I really feel like, you know, like in my room, for instance, you know, I share a room with my husband. I have like my little nightstand and if we're being honest, I have most of the drawers in the bathroom, but you know, other than that, like, I don't even have a whole lot of personal space. It's really more of, this is our home and this is our family. And, you know, if there's a job, we're all going to do it. If one person's working, we're all working. And then we all get done sooner and we can all go enjoy whatever it is we want to enjoy because we've put in the work together and gotten the job done faster. You know, in the Bible, it says many hands make light work. So that's kind of a a biblical principle that I've done my best to infuse into our whole life, you know, and it's, it's worked out well because my teenagers, you know, have an 18, almost 18 year old, 16 year old and a 14 year old, and they're all boys, but they all understand like we're part of this team. And if, you know, if one of us isn't winning, none of us are winning, which is, I think a really great attitude for them to carry forth into their own life one day. So it has served us well. Hey, sorry to interrupt the episode, but I wanted to let you know a little bit more about what's going on inside of our fall lifestyle guide. Again, this is a completely, totally free resource available to you as a working mom. Not only are you going to find tips and inspiration on all eight areas of life, but you're going to find real practical tips of things that you can implement. For example, in our faith, it has actual prayers that you can be praying for our world right now. In your marriage, our marriage expert, Kimberly Walton, gives you tips for being more effective in your marriage in less time. In parenting, we're creating balance for your kids. In career, I'm sharing software to really help you stay more productive at work. For your home, how to handle all of the paper, your financial, evaluating your current financial health, given everything that's been going on this year, your health. Lindsay Young gives us some tips to help you maximize your sleep. And then, of course, in Friends and Fun, it is fall. So we have ideas to help you really embrace the season for yourself, with your friends, and with your spouse with some special date things. So I hope that you check that out right inside the Your Life Rocks app. You can find links to that in the show description. All right, now let's get back to our conversation. I love that you're teaching that that kind of thing. And it goes back to what we originally talked about in the beginning when we were talking about the importance of chores and what it does for our kids and kind of teaching them that we are part of a team. Because whether, mm-hmm. you know, maybe for a small little window, they might be on their own without a family right. or without other people, but they might have a roommate. And even at uh-huh. work or in society or the part of the church, they're still part of a team. And so yes. I, I love having that kind of mentality around that. Any advice you would give to parents like me, <laughs> who my kids mm-hmm. do have their own room, and that is where all of their belongings are. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason why I'm asking is because one of the things I've struggled with, my older son is a little bit more, like I, I will catch him just cleaning his room because he likes things orderly. Mm-hmm. Whereas my younger son is super duper creative <laughs> and he thrives in the chaos of the mess. And and so I struggle sometimes of, you know, you need to clean your room and make sure everything's in order. But then if that's not like who he is, you know what I'm saying? Like it's, it, mm-hmm. I feel like it's sometimes it's a, a balance of, do I want to 
let him know like his way of, of living and doing his life is not okay. Obviously, you know, there's no garbage or food or like things like that around. So it's not Mm -hmm. a matter of like filth. It's just a matter of Legos all over the floor. Right. So yes. So for our creative types, one of the best gifts that we can give our creative children is to help them see that their creativity will actually be amplified if they are working in an orderly space. You know, I know that a lot of creative types and I'm one of these, so I can, I can speak to it. (laughs) I'm not naturally a neat person. But when you work in a creative space as a creative person and you know exactly where the red Legos are or you know exactly where the red pens are or, you know, whatever it is you're looking for and you're not wasting time looking for it, but it's, it's orderly and it's set out, it really amplifies your efforts, whatever that effort may be. You're going to be able to do it more efficiently because you don't have the, oh shoot, where did it go? Maybe I need to pick another color because I can't find the one I'm looking for. You know what I mean? It's so it's a, it's actually a really great gift to give our creative children the opportunity to, to use their creativity in an orderly way. And the best way to do that is make it a daily habit because our habits, honestly, our habits rule us, whether we like it or not, whether those are good habits or bad habits, our habits are actually what is steering the ship. And so if we create a habit around, you know, like I said, we do five minutes every morning, and that's really all that we need because of the way our family is structured. But for your children who have their own room, you know, especially your creative child, he may need you to help him for a few hours, pull the, pull the room into order. And then he may need, you know, five to 10 minutes in the morning, and then five to 10 minutes before he goes to bed to pull everything back into order. And once once he has started doing that for a few weeks, it won't even take that long. And so it's it's really creating a habit of order for our children that it doesn't come naturally to because that's what I had to create in my home. Since I'm not a naturally orderly person, I had to make it all into habits that and you know, it's like when a habit when when a habit is built, you don't have a choice not to do it. Like you have right. to really work hard to get around your habits. So that's what we're trying to do for our kids is create that habit of order at certain points in their day to where that's just what they do at that time of day. And it honestly, it's a huge gift. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that. I'm, I'm all about the habit. So I love that, that, that you kind of bring that back into teaching our kids these chores and, and what they need to be doing. Now, what if someone is like, I really am realizing my kids need more order. They need more chores. What are those steps that you would recommend for people in implementing a chore system for their house and for their family? So what I tell people is you have honestly, you have got to take it so slow because you are not just training your children and teaching your children how to do chores and do them daily. You're actually training yourself too. Yes. Because the thing with chores is you can tell your child, oh, well, go clean your room. But if you don't actually walk up there when he claims that he's done and inspect his work, it's not going to be good enough. (laughs) So, (laughs) so you have to, this is not my, my saying, someone else made this up and I have no idea who it is. I wish that I could figure it out so I can give credit. But the saying is you must inspect what you expect. And that's a daily thing. <laughs> Honestly, it really is. My older, my oldest teens, my 18 and 16 year old, they don't need inspections any longer because they, they have gotten it and they, they take pride in their work, but everyone else really does. And so we have to create the habits in ourselves 
as well as our children. If we can't be diligent in saying, okay, it's time for afternoon chores. And then if we can't be diligent in inspecting the work that's been done, then it's not going to stick because <laughs> mom is going to say, well, this isn't working. Mm-hmm. <laughs> thinking, we can't wait until mom says, well, this isn't working anymore. And she abandons ship because most of the time, and this happened to me too, you try out so many different systems and you always end up giving up after a few weeks because it's just too hard to maintain. So you have to you have to build the habits very, very, very slowly. I call it phasing in. And I advise that my students really only phase in one chore per child per week. And if it takes them, like if they, they're keeping track of it and if they don't end up making sure that their kids do the chore and if they don't end up inspecting it, every day that week, then they got to give it another week (laughs) to really start building the habit before you add another one. Because the kids are not going to respond favorably to having a complete overhaul and lifestyle change. Mom is not going to be able to keep up with the load of remembering who does what when and inspecting all of that. And then everyone's going to end up being frustrated and blaming the chore system when in fact, you didn't go about it the right way. You didn't ease everybody into it, make sure that everybody really understood what was expected of them, built the habit slowly. You know, people tell us time and time again, habit experts, if you want to make a change, you got to do it gradually. You can't just, you know, go from, you know, not eating well and exercising and taking care of yourself. You can't just do it overnight. It has to be a gradual change. And the same thing goes for chores because we're dealing with people here, you know, not just like spreadsheets. You know, if it were all just a spreadsheet, we could all just get it implemented right away and it wouldn't be a big deal, but we're actually dealing with humans, with human nature. And so we have to, we have to work with that human nature. And the best way to do that is to make gradual, slow changes. I think that that is so good (laughs) because it is true. I think we have this human nature of at least, you know, most of us that are high achieving and, and, you know, we, we are doing all of these things. We expect that we can handle a, like a 180 change, like all at once. Mm-hmm. Like, let's just get it done. Let's get it, you know, get through the hard part and then it'll be into a good spot. But you're right. Like, I can't tell you how many times with every part of my life, it's been mm-hmm. like, let's jump into the deep end. And then within a couple of weeks, it's like, I can't maintain this and I'm yes. out. And so I've certainly found yeah. for myself that those small changes, as hard as it is to go slow, it really does mm-hmm. pay off. It does. In the long run, it pays off. You don't have children that are, you know, constantly fighting you on it. You know, they're, they're, of course, I have 10, so I have like every personality and there's always one in my group that will, but I know exactly who that one is. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But the more gradual the change, the easier the children usually take to it. And then you're off to creating lifelong habits that are going to stick forever. And that is a great place to be. And I love too that you mentioned that it's easier for us as moms to to manage that and mm-hmm. to keep doing it. Now, what tips do you have for us as moms that are are trying to balance work and all of the other things and doing a new system? Like what are those main tips of helping them make it stick? Yeah. So basically what you need to do is you need to, I call it anchoring. You anchor a new chore or a new family chore time to a time in your day that is already set in stone. So depending on your own schedule, you know, if you're working or whatever, whenever you have everybody there. So if it's, you know, if you all eat breakfast together, if you all eat dinner together, if the kids are coming home from school, you know, at the same time and you're there, you're going to anchor 
you know, your chores to a certain time each day. So, you know, like our, our daily room cleaning that I was talking about, that's anchored to breakfast. We have a whole set now. It's like a whole suite of chores that are, that happen after breakfast. And I have certain kids who are clearing off the table and wiping it down and sweeping. I have another child who does the breakfast dishes. And then once we're all done cleaning up that area, everybody goes upstairs, brushes teeth, cleans the room and goes downstairs. But that is all anchored to the breakfast time. So, you know, you could anchor to dinner time, you could anchor to, you know, after school time, right before bedtime, but you know, everyone has a different schedule. So I can't just, (laughs) I can't just give a one size fits all answer, but it is basically whatever it is in your family that you're doing every day, you're going to anchor the chores to that and build on that habit that's already been created instead of just trying to reinvent the wheel as far as time goes. I think that that is such a great, great, great tip of anchoring to that time. In our family, when we, the time that we anchor to is like right before we go to cook dinner because everyone's mm-hmm. gotten home. We've had a chance to like catch up. How was your day? Da, da, da. Take a breath from, you know, that transition from work to home yes. life. Um, yes. Yeah. And it's, and it's kind of like before you settle into doing other things, because I think that that's right. the hard thing too, is if they're already, you know, doing their free time or they're playing video games or they're reading or they're doing whatever. And then to have that interruption just makes yes. it seem like, oh, I don't want to do it. Yes. And just just a just a tip too, is you actually want to use that time when they've settled into their fun stuff to call them back to fix anything they didn't do well. <laughs> Ooh, I like <laughs> it. It. Is, it is it is disturbingly effective to just wait <laughs> until they get like really, really into something and they're like, oh wow. Yeah, you should have done it the way you know it's supposed to be done. Then you wouldn't have to stop in the middle and fix it. It yes. does. It works. It usually takes a few times, but for the mom who can follow through, that is a surprisingly effective way to <laughs> to end the, the sloppiness. <laughs> that is such a good tip. That is such a good tip. I can see how that would be very effective with my boys for sure. Yes. Well, actually, this has been such a great conversation. Now, before we let you go, is there any other parting thoughts, tips, motivation, inspiration that you want to share for other working moms out there that are trying to put this system together? Or maybe they have a system, but they're thinking that maybe I need to like shift it up a little bit or make it a little bit more effective. Yeah, I would say the, the biggest part of it all is consistency. So whatever it is that you have to do to maintain consistency with both yourself and with your children. And usually what that requires is to break it down into more manageable chunks. So, you know, if your goal is to have a perfectly clean house, well, let's break that down a little bit further. How about we start with a perfectly clean kitchen after meals? And then you, once everybody has a role in making that happen, and it's happening with consistency, then you can add another part to it. Instead of looking at your home as a whole, break it down further into into rooms, you know, and conquer one room at a time before you add in another. And it just, it before you know it, you know, the consistent person is really always the one that wins at life, you know? It's true. And so if you can really figure out the way to become that consistent person in your home, you will end up winning. It may take you longer than you had hoped, but you'll actually get there instead of just wishing. That is wisdom right there from a mom of 10 (laughs) who's made it happen. Now, (laughs) where can people learn more about you? I mean, I know you have like some courses and some material to help people go even further in implementing this. Where can they get their hands on that? Where can they connect with you? Yes, so you can find me at freedommoms.com. 
And all of my different courses are there. We have one specifically for getting children doing doing their chores. We have a 21-day challenge for helping moms really understand how to run their homes well and how to steer the ship, the managerial ship, and do more cleaning in a lot less time. Um, I have a kitchen course called Kitchen Domination that helps you spend as little time in the kitchen as humanly possible so that you can do the fun things. And then I have Kids in the Kitchen, which you know, it's kind of like the chore stuff, you know, you get your children helping out with cooking and which is something that kids love to do. Like that's not even a fight <laughs> to get them yes, helping in the kitchen. True. Um, so, you know, all of those different things, attacking the life skills, getting the home running well and becoming a place where everyone wants to be instead of trying to escape it because it's cluttered and messy and nobody wants to deal with it. But everything can be found at freedommoms.com. And I'm on Instagram and I'm on Facebook too. So stop in and say hi. (laughs) Fantastic. And we will link to everything um, that Ashley just talked about in our show notes as well. Ashley, thanks so much for coming on. It was such a great conversation. Yes, thank you for having me. This was fun. Hey, just because the episode's over doesn't mean we have to stop hanging out. Head on over to Instagram and follow me there. You can find me at your.life.rocks. Or if you're more of a Facebook kind of girl, join our community of working Christian moms just like you. You can search Your Life Rocks over on Facebook and connect with us there. And if you're ready to truly create lasting balance and get results in your life, maybe it's time for you to join Life Balance Membership. Download the Your Life Rocks app in iTunes or in Google Play. You can upgrade to the membership right inside the app. And if you're looking for more resources to help you create more balance, head on over to yourliferocks.com.